published key revelations in the Brian um, Colbert affidavit. News details about the murder of the, the four University of Idaho students have been revealed in the affidavit uh, supporting the arrest of the suspect, Brian Christopher Colbert. Brian is 28 years old. He has a criminal criminology PhD, a student of Washington State University. He has been charged on the 13th of November of the deaths of Ethan Chapman, who was 20, Kaylee Goncables, who was 21, Zaina Kondrol, 20, and Madison Mogan, who was 21. They were killed in a rental home just blocks from the UI campus in Moscow, Idaho, right across the state border from the WSU of Washington, of where he was going to school. So the suspect was arrested in Pennsylvania and expedited to Idaho, where the court documents were unsealed for the first time before he appears to the judge in that state. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to go through those. Um, portions were redacted, but the remaining pages actually revealed like these chilling details about these murders. Um, among them were the surviving roommates that came face to face with this killer um, and cell phone records and police traffic stops indicated that he been chasing the home um, and DNA from his knife chief was used forensic evidence was able to connect them with the grad students to the crime um they were actually able to find some so here's the biggest revelations that we have found from these documentations um the surviving roommate saw the killer okay so one of the roommates that who lived with three of the victims um on king road residents told actually investigators that they spotted the killer and overheard him telling the victims, I'm going to help you before stabbing them to death. Okay. Um, the survivor, we're just identifying them as DM, told investigators that four of the victims had all come back to the King Road home from their night out around 2 a.m. and we're in their rooms by 4 a.m. except for Carnoodle who got up to collect a DoorDash order around that time. So again, this person's name is marked out so we're just calling them. DM said that she had gone to sleep in her bedroom on the second floor of the three floor home and was awoken from what sounded like uh, she said that it sounded like they were playing with her and her dog, um, like that she could hear them, you know, and she just thought they were playing with like their dog. Then she said that she heard someone say, there's someone here. So minutes after that, she looked outside of her bedroom for the first time and she didn't see anything. And then she opened her door for a second time but she heard, she thought she heard crying from um, one of the girl's rooms, says the document. And then she heard a man's voice say, it's okay, I'm going to help you, before he ended up stabbing them to death. 
when she opened her door for a third time. So minutes later, because she still was like, okay, something doesn't feel right here. She saw a figure all in black clothing with a black mask that covered the person's mouth and nose and was walking towards her. And she said she stood in a frozen shock when she saw the man. Um, she didn't recognize him at all and walked past her and head towards the sliding class doors of the home. And the witnesses said that she, after that, she was like, heck no. And, you know, locks herself in the room, was scared for herself. Um, she didn't call 911, nothing like that. She just locked herself in the room. Hours later, so, you know, they were found dead in a single bed on the third floor. So the body of the couple were found in the room on the second floor of the property with the 20 year old woman was on the floor. So the killer left a tan leather knife sheath. So that held the, the knife in there next to Mogan's bed, next to her butchered body. And they took it to the lab and they were actually able to um, locate a single source of male DNA left on the bottom snap of the knife sheath. The investigators were actually able to trace that DNA back to Brian and match the DNA on the trash that they were able to find from his family's home in Pennsylvania. This knife, the actual murder weapon, has not been found. And then they were actually able to pinpoint Brian through his cellular data um, in his actually white Honda as well and he was captured on surveillance footage driving from his home um, to Washington State to King Road at the time of the murders and then back again. So the thing that he turned off his cell phone for the night of the murders to try to avoid detection but because his car actually gave off a ping he was unsuccessful. Prior to this massacre Investigators are actually believing that he stalked that victim's particular home at least 12 times before actually murdering them. And cell phone records shows that his phone pinged in the area of the King Road home at least 12 occasions prior to the time of the murders. So the exact dates weren't released at all, but one incident in particular was identified on the 21st of August when the suspect was stopped by police just minutes away from the home where he allegedly knifed all four of the students to death a month later. And then they were able to actually um, get him on a citation. They actually were able to pull him over around 11.40 p.m. in the intersection of West Pullman Road and Farm Road in Moscow. The records show he stopped for failing to wear a seatbelt, just 1.7 miles and five minute drive from his, from the King Road where the victims were murdered. And Brian was actually, you know, interested in a law enforcement career. So 
he was interested. Um, and he said that he wanted, he had interest in assessing rural law enforcement agencies so he can better collect and analyze technology data in the public safety operations. So it's really chilling and scary to think that this man could have learned more about the law and officers and all that. Potentially could have been, you know, like a Ted Bundy serial killer and get away with it because he knew how better to cover up his stuff. Um, Brian actually ended up posting on the on Reddit survey, which can be found, you know, on Reddit to understand how emotions and psychological traits influence decision making when it comes to committing a crime. So one of the girl stalks was in her room. Thankfully, he was found unharmed. Um, I mean, they did hear like a loud thud, dog goes barking numerous times around like 4.17 a.m. This has been heard by several people that lived there at the time. So that's just a little bit of an update on that here. If you want to see video, like when it gets pulled over by police, feel free to check that out. We have that on our website um, and we have that. I'll link it up here for us or your YouTubers. As always, guys, just keep fucking going.